Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. My name is Fernando. I'm Randy. And this is a podcast follow-up to an episode we had last time. If you're checking out part two or part three of this episode, we urge you to go and check out part one. Listen to it as a series. Uh, thanks for checking out the podcast and we hope you enjoy. Take care, y'all. I will say the American culture is very um, egocentric in regards to like the hustle culture, like always wanting more, 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 more. Mm-hmm. And like, I feel like that sometimes takes us to to that depression mm. because we're just never going to be satisfied. Mm-hmm. However, I do feel like the competitive spirit that we have as Americans, whether that be through sports or just the comp- like the capitalism, whatever you want to call it, like that drives innovation mm-hmm. and, and it drives, you know, things moving forward. But from well, the, and, and, and even to that point, like competition is a good thing. Capitalism has brought the, brought the world to the lowest poverty level of all time in human history because yeah. of capitalism. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, just the, just the idea of like wanting more shouldn't be, I don't know. I just, maybe again, it's, it's the, the content I'm consuming, but I just see more and more content going after, you know, competition is toxic or this or that. And like, and to me, like that's just, it's just not what, what life should be. Because again, we go back to the mission, mm-hmm. you, you're competing with yourself. Right. right? And, and maybe, maybe some of the messages are toxic because of the way they're framed and they come out mm-hmm. uh, and people misconstrued them. To the extreme, I, I, I can't disagree that competition could be toxic because it could be, right? But, you, any, but anything could be that way. Yeah. But the met, I mean, to me, the core of competition, I always go to football, I go to sports that I played, right? mm-hmm. whatever sport people you know played. But that's healthy. Like I'm competing every single day in practice mm-hmm. to become my very best. Yep. And my team members are trying to do the same thing. And then the, my, our competitors are doing the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. And then when we come and play, we're going to find out who really worked the hardest, who yeah. really did the best. And you're going to do everything possible and you're still going to lose mm-hmm. plenty of times. Well, I, I, sorry, just finish this yeah. one. Um, I heard this quote from a coach. He said, you know, are you willing to sprint when you don't know where the finish line is? Mm-hmm. And like that to me is the mission sometimes. Yep. Like you're just, you're just going after it. Right. Well, and two, um, if you're going to compete, you need to know why you're competing, which yeah. we talk about all the time. But two, you're biologically incentivized to compete, ladies and gentlemen. I hate to tell you, but like your brain literally rewards you for competing and winning. Like, like the Conor McGregor fight. Like those two. I don't remember who he fought. I don't. I don't know the. Uh, Poirier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you looked at like their testosterone levels before the fight, they were probably even or whatever. But after the fight, I guarantee. Like, and Andrew Huberman, the neuroscientist, talks about this with Joe Rogan. He's like, Poirier's testosterone levels were almost certainly higher after the fight because he won that competition and McGregor's were lower. So like testosterone is a close cousin of dopamine, which is the feel good hormone. So you are biologically rewarded for competing and winning. Plus you have a function in your brain that tracks your own position along the social hierarchy too. And it rewards you with serotonin for pursuing to be higher on that hierarchy. Well, same thing with mating, right? Yeah. I yeah. Mean, it's you, a competition. Yeah. You, you, same you, thing between you and hunting. Like it's you and the animal. Yeah. That's why it's built into our, our brain because I hope you hopefully want to find the most ideal mate who, uh, who is competent and successful and intelligent and, you know, attractive and all these things. Uh, there's a reason <laughs> because they, they likely have, uh, the ability to produce the most successful offspring that right. can continue that progression, that biological success in that sense. Um, I don't know. Um, competition is good. Yes. That's the way I see it. I, I mean, agree. There's, that's all there is to it. And if you don't want to compete with somebody else, compete with yourself. 
yeah, it, like you don't have to play the game everyone else is playing. And that's something I, I've talked about with other friends and like the real estate business is because like they're the big four brokerage firms or big three, whatever it is nowadays. I'm not going to go compete with them for their clients. I'm not going to go win it, but I also don't want their clients either. I want to go compete in the space where I know I can be the best in my space. Like I'm going to go be the big fish in my pond versus a small fish in a big pond. Yeah. And then you'll jump over to the next pond. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And as soon as I'm too big for that pond, you know, someone will I'll... catch you and release you somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. Be like, whoa, what are you doing here, bud? I'll throw you up. Sure in the there. Exactly. That's funny. Um, yeah, man. Like it's just sad sometimes like the, the stuff that's going around, mm-hmm. but I well, know. yeah. And I see, I still see people from college that I'm, uh, I just feel, I just feel bad for, like, I wish they could have had the, the mindset transition I've had since college, but they're still stuck in the same mindset. And it's, it's, it's sad <laughs> because I'm like, all right, like I, I can tell you're unhappy but you're doing the same things that you've always done. They're insane. Yeah, you haven't you haven't done anything to try and change your position. But is I mean people Yes, I'm sad for them too. Mm-hmm. But it makes me angry sometimes when people want more and then they have this they have the answer of what they want they they need to do. Yeah. And they still refuse to do it. Mm-hmm. And they just want things to be easy for them. Like yeah, it's 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 not. That's why you know. Sometimes I'm bitter. Not not bitter. So when I was younger, I I would think to myself like I wonder what it would have been been like to have been born a little bit richer mm-hmm. or like wealthy or whatever. But I'm so bl- thankful and blessed to have been born the way I was born to the oh, family yeah. I was born. Um, just the way my mom hustled, my dad like that that mentality made me who I am today. Yeah. And I think when you're born with no, when you're born through, like, when you have to go through adversity, it makes you, yeah. it actually makes you grateful for achievement. That and also you don't develop grit because mm-hmm. it's life is just, you know, on to the next, on to the next. Yeah. And then when you get to certain points, like, well, you're just in like, this is what life is supposed to be. You just make money and yeah. do stupid shit. And, and yeah. that's that. life is hard. So you better be tough. And you need to go through things that make you tough so that you can handle whatever life is going to throw at you. Yeah. And you, I mean, sometimes you don't, you don't, you're, you're not praying for life to be hard, right? right. So you can develop patience. Uh, Andy Fursella, I was listening to one of his shows, um, I think it was like two days ago. This is like uh, life-changing advice. You know, he, some, he was learning the guitar and uh, his instructor tells him, hey, Andy, like you're not very patient. And then the guy's like, well, no shit, I'm not very patient. <laughs> And he's like, um, you need to do, you need to do, or to develop patience, you got to do things that teach you patience. Yeah. It's like life-changing advice, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's kind of the stuff that I'm talking about as far as, you know, praying for life to be hard. You don't, you want life to be easy. You want life to be rewarding. You want life to be fulfilling, but you have to do, you have to find these challenges throughout your life. Yeah. You have to make the things. I mean, that's why people like do triathlons. That's why people mm. do, you know, half marathons. Right. Um, I'm trying to do the whole challenge of the 75 hard mm-hmm. because I feel like life has been somewhat, you know, straightforward the last couple of years. And I've been very blessed that, you know, I'm hustling and things are, you know, working out in my favor. But there's these like cycles where I get bored, right? Mm-hmm. It's like I'm just coasting. Yeah. And I get fat and then I get <laughs> depressed and then I just the guilt, right? I can't mm-hmm. sleep because I feel guilty of knowing that I've gone, you know, the fast I've gone. And I'm over here having a podcast about personal development, mm-hmm. trying to encourage people to, you know, do after, go after their, their goals and dreams. 
And to me, like, I feel like a hypocrite, mm. right? Knowing that at the end of the day, yeah, I'm, f- I'm fulfilling my need and the my goals in other areas of my life. But the one area that I want to control my whole life, which is my weight, I have no control over. Mm. So now I'm just going all in on this challenge because I'm trying to find things that that make life hard. Yeah. Um, so that I can callous my brain and, and uh, just my spirit to be able to, you know, get get back in my in my mojo and get some momentum. Yeah. And I think sometimes people don't go after those things. And, you know, you end up 40-something years old, 50-something year old, and you're soft because mm-hmm. you, you haven't been training. Yeah. Yeah. And training, too, and, and pushing yourself in that extent, it's, it's like not a life sentence in terms of the exact thing you're trying to pursue. And for me, like my anecdotal example is for me, like when I lost weight, having been 300 pounds in the past, I have, in the last few months, I've, uh, I just had too many stressors on my plate. And so I stopped tracking my macros for the first time in seven and a half years. And I've lost weight because I just haven't been worrying about it. And I've just kept the the same dietary Mm -hmm. habits and the same exercise habits, but now I don't have to think about it. And it's just like, oh, well, this is pleasant. Like, cool. I just have this aspect of my life. That's just habit habitual. And I don't have to think about it. And it just, all right, what's the next challenge I can add to this. And for me, it's like, all right, well, I really want to improve my career. So that's what I'm going to pursue next. And, and like the parallels, right? I mean, it, they're all stepping stones. Mm-hmm. This one thing teaches you something about something else. And that goes to something else. But when it comes to just feeling healthy and feeling your best, like if you want to be big and you're happy being big, do your thing. Yeah. We know it's not the best option, but you know, in the, in the day and age that we live in, like you do you, mm-hmm. I get it, whatever. Um, but I don't feel good. I mean, it's just, it's not for me, right? So, um, doing these challenges are really good. But the the same thing goes for career, mm-hmm. right? I know you're you're alluding to that right now. Is I know people who just coast, and you know they're five years in a career, and they've they've gotten a little bit better. Ten years in the career, they've gotten a little bit better, mm-hmm. and they're just expecting their employer to give them the skill set that they need to become a superstar. Yeah. And unless they're willing to step up and say, look, like this is enough, mm-hmm. you're, you're never going to get there. Yeah. Well, I know I have peers now that I'm in the same industry who I've known for years at this point that haven't really progressed at all. And they're still like the exact same or barely much has grown in their knowledge and skill base. And I'm like, well, that's just sad. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm by comparison, I'm already light years ahead of you yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to continue on this. I'm going to keep propelling myself with rocket fuel because well, you're seeking those things right yeah i mean you're seeking those those opportunities and those experiences and if you don't ask for them you're never going to get them mm-hmm. and and that's that's what i'm that's what i see is like these people they don't ask for them they expect people to take care of them yeah and, and unfortunately that's not gonna happen however i do know some people who have not gotten better and they're extremely happy yeah like they clock in they clock out like that's their life mm-hmm. and like that to me is like that's super rewarding. Like you do you, bro. Like, yeah, there's nothing wrong, nothing with, wrong that. with that. Yeah. And so it's just, it's more about the message of what is your mission and, and what what are you after? Mm-hmm. Um, and if you want more, then go after more. But don't be upset that life has all these different issues along the way. Yeah. Like life is supposed to be um, a straightforward path. Yeah. And I, I just had this click in my head uh, because you're talking about people wanting more and more. And... You know, whenever I hear something like that, I always think about the negative context of it. But I was like, well, why am I pushing myself? What do I want? And I was like, oh, yeah, well, I just I want to see what my dang potential is. That That is all I want. And I'm going to find that out. Like yeah. I, the money is whatever. Like 
I don't care for things. I like having books and that's about it. <laughs> and I like having a nice place to sleep. But outside of that, I don't care. Like I'll have, I'd like to have a nice car, but I don't need to buy a Bentley or a Rolls Royce. Right. It'd be cool, but I don't really care. I just want to see what I can achieve and what I, what I'm truly capable of as a human being. Is there more to life than that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I and mean, that's it, right? Yeah. Ideally, if I have, if I achieve my potential, maybe I'll know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, um, have you ever done like any journaling? Yeah, I journal every day. But as far as like doing an exercise of saying like, you know, what does, what does my life look like in the end and then working backwards? What? Sorry. So in regards to like, so I've done these exercises where, you know, 40 years from now or I'm 40 years old. What is my life? What does my day to day life look like at forty years old? Mm. And then I've done this exercise at fifty and sixty and seventy, and I'm working towards like you know what. So for me to be to be able to have the things that I want to have at forty and do the things I want to do at forty, I reverse engineer it and say, for in order for me to have those things, what does thirty year old Fernando have to do to that forty forty year old Fernando or is able to do the things that he wants to do. Mm. And like, that's kind of how I frame some of the things that I do. Yeah. And so I kind of work backwards and say, okay, well, ideally year 2021, I focus on this 2022. I focus on this. Like, do you, do you do something similar? Yeah. I actually use Jordan Peterson's self authoring suite, which helps like, it gives you a very detailed way to break it down. And I would highly recommend it to everybody. I do it every, uh, I do it occasionally. Like sometimes my, I know my goals just change. And so I update it, but, uh, I highly recommend that. Would you mind sharing like going in what you thought of it and then coming out? Like what was the big takeaways? Um, if you're able to summarize that. Yeah. Going into it, it seems like a lot to really think about. Uh, but the more you think about it, the more it makes sense because it really asks you to identify what are the important aspects of your life. And I don't think a lot of people actually, like I was one of them that didn't really really specifically identify what's important to me. I had a general notion, but general notions are not good enough from what I've found now. <laughs> it's like, you really need to specifically know what you're chasing after and why and what, what, and I think about what are the things that are going to stop you from pursuing those things and how you're going to overcome those. And what are you going to do when you want to quit? Because you're never going to be, you're inevitably going to want to quit. So that, that's pretty challenging. And then even further thinking about, um, what it looks like if you don't do that. And that's really <laughs> motivating too. Is it Nisha who talks, says uh, a person who has a strong enough why can bear any how? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this Nietzsche. And I mean, Victor Frankl has a similar thing like uh, for finding meaning in suffering. Right. <laughs> like everyone's going to suffer, but find, find something worth suffering for. You have to have a strong enough why to be able to go after that. Yeah. And one of my favorite you know, people and heroes is Alexander Solzhenitsyn who wrote Gulag Archipelago. Like that dude went through hell, hell. And he memorized this 1800 page book by using rosary beads in, in the Gulag. Like what? Yeah. <laughs> That's a miracle in and of itself. But to go through that hell and memorize the book like that, that changed, that helped bring down the Soviet union. It's like, wow. Okay. You know, people are really capable of incredible things. If you really, you know, understand what you're pursuing and why no yeah that's that's i mean it's how much is that program uh it's like 30 bucks so it's not that expensive mm -mm. 
Is it like a, a one like a sit down for a couple of hours and you're done or Yeah, it's uh I think it's takes like two and a half hours total and you're supposed to break it up over two days so you have time to sleep on it. You think it's good to consume any other content before going after that program or you can kinda of go in with it? I think you know, you can, I think you can go in. So I know Jordan Peterson has in his uh, maps and meaning on YouTube, right? Yeah. So regardless if you consume any other content, it doesn't really matter. You can just go straight into the self-authoring program. Yeah. And uh, Maps Meaning, I love that lecture series and I love the book. It's probably it's probably not for everyone, but I, if, if, if you're interested in how culture shapes meaning in life, that's a good one. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I, it's worth really thinking about what exactly you want in life and what you're going to do to get it. I laugh because, you know, I mentor a lot of students and I ask them, like sometimes they're sophomores, juniors, seniors, whatever the case is. It's always sadder when I ask this question to a senior, but, you know, I'll ask a freshman or a sophomore, like, you know, what are you getting this degree for? Mm-hmm. Well, I just want to be an engineer. I'm like, wow. yeah, but, but what do you want to do with it? Yeah. It's like, well, I wanna, I'm going to figure it out. I'm like, What's okay, important? but do you have an idea of what you want to do? It's like, well, no, not really. Okay, cool. I mean, you're still a freshman, sophomore. You can still switch your major. Yeah, sure, you can always it. pivot, but you better. But but that's what scares me, right? Like, mm-hmm. they have no idea. Like, someone either told them, or they just kind of had an. I mean, granted, you're 18 years old. You don't know shit, right? Like, yeah. I didn't know shit. I was an idiot. I, I thought sure. I wanted to be an engineer. Turns out I didn't want to be an engineer. Yeah. So it worked out in my favor. But even as a, as a high school kid, like, even when I was in middle school, the stuff that we're talking about, like, I was at weirdo and i say this in quotations like i was doing those things as a kid because mm-hmm. i was dyslexic i had all these different problems going against me and to me it's like what do i have to do to go after these things yep and i would just learn the shit out of it and then i would just go after it mm-hmm. uh, and maybe it's my addictive personality whatever the case is but back to the, the what i was saying about the students when i talk to seniors it's even more scary you know they're looking for a job i'm like what job are you looking for which is an engineering job i'm like, okay well you're a mechanical engineer right I'm like mm-hmm. yes I'm like, what industry do you want to be part of? Manufacturing? Uh, do you want to be part of the aerospace industry? Like, what, where do you want to go with your degree? I'm just looking for a job. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay, but, like, you need to have something. And people would never do these exercises. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's that's why some of the stuff that I do with these students is super effective because, you know, they, they've they never done this. And so I'm able to give them some direction. Yeah. I'm able to find some type of, like, mission for them mm-hmm. that they can work towards because – and this is maybe – I'm getting more into the tactical advice for people seeking for a job. Maybe it's not relevant for you. Sorry. But if you're an employer and you have a candidate telling you that they want a job, what, what do you think as a, a, an employer? Oh, this guy's desperate. Mm-hmm. Or this lady like is just looking for whatever. Why would I want to hire that? Yeah. Like this, this is a person who is bringing value to my company. Mm-hmm. They're not driven by the stuff that we do. They're just looking for something to get paid. Yep. And, and to me, like that's going to be one of the biggest issues because if you have to, if I'm going to go back to being a student. If you have direction and, and you have a mission of what you want to be a part of, like who wouldn't want to hire you and be a big part of your team? Like I want to find someone, like if we could find somebody for this podcast who's who's driven because they want to become in marketing and they have like a stoic, you know, um, philosophy that they want to, uh, you know, emulate whatever the case is. Like why wouldn't, and so they come to us, like, yeah, we'll, we'll find a way to get you a job. Yeah. Maybe it's unpaid for a little bit, but then we'll find a way to monetize this podcast and they get, you know, their own gig. Mm-hmm. But so many people just don't have direction. And, yeah. And, and again, you know, I know we're wrapping up the podcast here, but I can't urge people enough, like, know your why, find a mission. And, like, you have to find your tribe. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to find people who are willing to... 
so <laughs> sorry, I just had like a, a huge win in my head, but like I have this big message and I've shared this several times, find your why, find your tribe and fail and pivot if needed. Mm-hmm. And the whole idea of like the, the tribe, right? Like everybody has a role and I'm thinking of this, this hunter who is like the hunter of the tribe mm-hmm. and like his why is to go and his mission is to go and hunt this animal his why is to feed his people because they're all going to die. Mm-hmm. And he has the support of the individuals. Yep. And he's going to go and throw a spear and he's going to fail. And then he's going to go and th- throw a spear and he's going to fail. He's going to pivot. He's like, fuck it, I can't catch this damn gazelle. I'm going to go find another animal. Yeah, or I'm going to go fishing. I'm going to go fishing and I'm going to go grab some fish and come back. Yep. Like that is like the whole idea of everything. But this person is like, they're going to go boss of the wall 70 hours a week to go find the stupid fish. Mm-hmm. And he knows he has the support of people saying like, you go do it. Mm-hmm. You, we're believing in you. Yep. I don't know. I just, it kind of felt kind of nice. Like have it all click in my head. That oh, it all yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Well, and two, it also remember that, uh, you might not be the only hunter or trying to hunt for yeah, 70 hours. Too. Sure. <laughs> sure. yeah. Like you, you might be smarter than me, but you are not going to outwork me. That's for damn sure. Yeah. <laughs> Competition. Back to that. Competition, baby. Yeah. Any closing thoughts on this podcast? Uh, yeah, don't also don't be afraid to ask people smarter than you to learn something. Like uh I like I don't consider myself like a master of anything, but I had um I, I'm still connected with UNT and there was a kid who asked the uh like one of the real estate advisors if there was anyone he should talk to in the industry and he directed him to me. So it's like he, this junior reaches out to me and I'm like, Heck yeah, I'm gonna make time for talk to you, man. Like I don't know what's going on, but I was in your position. I remember exactly what it was like. I am absolutely gonna make time out of my day and set up a zoom call no problem yeah so but he has to be the one to do it right like i don't i i'm not gonna go out and try to find people to help like if but if someone comes to me and asks me for help i'm damn sure gonna make time to help them yeah because you sure as hell not gonna learn from people who are stupid than you right right maybe things not to do but (laughs) yeah yeah cool well thanks everyone for listening to the podcast i hope you are well and uh, we'll see you in the next one see y'all